but moments that matter. Moments that matter. Moments that matter. Welcome to this latest edition of the Moments That Matter podcast series. I'm your host, Darren Clear, and today we're going to be looking at some of the personal stories that we've been able to enjoy with our guests as part of this podcast series. One of the great moments about recording these podcasts is sitting down and listening to the personal stories that people have shared with us. And oftentimes, the stories that we hear correlate with the types of messages that we're trying to share with people across the Balance to Life platform. And the first conversation I'm linking to here does just that because I'm talking to Alina Winnell who's a master sleep coach and I'll talk to her about just how much satisfaction that she received from her job and in talking about uh, how excited she is to to complete her work on a day-to-day basis, she also touched on just how many positive aspects there are of improving your sleep, which is something that within Balance to Life we've been trying to promote for a number of years. How much satisfaction do you get out of seeing someone that's maybe, maybe even if they're not as bad as what you were before you started this journey, but they're struggling with their sleep, and then you might, you know, over the course of your journey working with them, you see them overcome that. I mean, how, how much satisfaction do you get out of that side of it, side of the job? Oh, I mean, I love it. I love what I do. Um, and the thing that I see time and time again, when people start to sleep well, their whole life starts to transform. And in particular, they are so much happier. I get that feedback all of the time. People are like, just tell me how much happier they are. And it's incredibly satisfying. You know, after working with someone and helping them with their sleep, I see clients all of a sudden, like, be able to um, uh, meet someone that they really like because they're not grumpy anymore. And, and, you know, I have clients who now are in amazing marriages. I have clients who couldn't fall pregnant. And then when they start to sleep well again, they fall pregnant. Um, like all these, you know, uh, knock-on effects of good sleep. Um, people who were uh, suffering from illnesses who then become better once they, they sleep well. Uh, so there's, you know, it, it has this flow-on effect to the rest of a person's life. And that's why I love sleep so much and love helping people with it because it transforms their whole life. And that is incredibly satisfying. So hopefully you can get out of that the types of benefits that you would see in your own life for improved sleep. And similarly, there's a number of soft skills that we've been able to promote by listening to people's very personal stories. And the next conversation I'm linking to is with Michelle and Wendy. Now, they're a couple who work together in the mining industry in WA. And I asked them what advice they would have to people about to embark on the same journey that they've gone moving into that sort of fly-in, fly-out work. And they had an interesting response, which I wanted to share with you now, and I'll add a little bit more at the end of this clip. What about you, Wendy? Anything you wanted that you would add to that? Uh, yeah, also give yourself some time. You need to at least give yourself three to six months to settle in. You also need to try and find yourself a buddy, like just one person that you could just talk to because it is it does get very emotional out there the first six months. Um, no matter who you are, it, it gets really emotional. And you just need that one person that you could talk to. And So just find someone that you could, you know, really gel with. 
also have thick skin. You need to have thick skin. You Don't, need, yeah. yeah, you need to be able to take criticism and cop it on the chin and go, yep, I'll try and do it better next time. Not sink down into a chair and you know melt melt down. And it does get easier. Yeah, it gets easier. It really does. It absolutely gets easier to the point where it can become ridiculously boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if anything, I'd just say give yourself time, get yourself a buddy and have thick skin. Don't take on someone else's, like, giving you a hard time. It's just the lifestyle out there. That's what happens. It's the culture, I guess. Yeah. So I think in addition to enjoying the personal story that Michelle and Wendy shared there, for ourselves, we can take the lesson of the importance of resilience and having a thick skin no matter what might be thrown at us. And I think too, the important part about having a buddy and making connections in the workplace, particularly when you might be going through a challenging time, that can be really invaluable for your own mental health and general well-being. Now, on a similar note to looking at the sort of soft skills that we've been trying to promote within the Moments That Matter series, I'm going to link now to a conversation that I had with Rachel Crompton, who is your martial arts instructor out of Sydney, New South Wales. And across the course of the conversation, we touched on the fact that she'd been diagnosed with ADHD. And I suggested to her that in my experience, there is some benefits in receiving a diagnosis like that and improving your own level of self-awareness. And she generally agreed with that, but I wanted you to have a listen to what she said now. Well, I think the thing that I've found with people that have had an ADHD diagnosis uh, later in their life is it, 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 it allows you, I guess, to understand the way you might behave in certain sort of scenarios. I mean, have you found the same thing? Oh, it's sort yeah. of given you a better sense of yourself? We, we operate in a different way, and that's why school is not, you know, not great for me. But, but having that diagnosis, some people, like even my family still don't really, you know, they go, oh, they they don't really, but they know what I'm like. So there's just the diagnosis. It's just this word they don't like. Yeah, they probably but, think that's, um, that's me just personally, Rachel. That's right. <laughs> They're brilliant. For me. It's fantastic. And they would get me. It's just when I was at school or in a funny work situation. But for me personally, having this way my brain works is, it feels like it go. It's like a cheetah and running as it's just works. It's just it's work. It's it's just flow and it's amazing. And then when it comes across a certain thing which is so simple for other people. We still laugh. I still can't talk about what day of the week it is next week because I, I and numbers and things like that it just throws me completely. And then it's like I've gone into lava and I just, like, I don't get it. And that is so frustrating. But with that diagnosis and that understanding and how good you are at other things, you just, it's, it gives you, it's, it's like a, you just go, oh, thank God, like, I'm just, that's just it and that's just how how it works for me and I've got so many strengths in those other directions and keep working on those wicked points and having your own business is very much I don't think until I've done the martial arts and learned some self-control and some more patience doing the things that I love being a dojo I've been with my students but all the other stuff around it like the admin and the accounting and the emails and this stuff I find very tedious of course but I have to do it to have the dojo and I just take a deep breath and I accept that's that's always going to be like that and I've got to do that do the dojo and more patience around myself and my frustrations around that. I just go, that's how it is for me, and I just take my time. Mm -hmm. So it has been, it, it, I found it very helpful. 
So that you can take away from Rachel's example the importance of self-awareness. It might not be around something as serious as ADHD. The better you understand yourself, the better you're going to be able to understand your work habits and how you react in different situations. And that can only have a positive impact for you in the longer term. The final two examples I'm going to point to here around the personal stories that people have shared with us across this platform are really around the importance of work-life balance and touching on the moments that matter. And generally what we're I've found is the moments that matter to people is the satisfaction they get through their work and also the time that they're able to spend reconnecting with family and friends away from work. And that's what sort of comes into the work-life balance side of things and making sure that you have that equilibrium within your life. And the first example that I'm linking to here is probably my favourite story that has been shared with us across this series. And that's from Jordan Evans, who is the owner-operator of Mingle Seasoning. And she shared with me the story that really sums up the philosophy of Mingle Seasoning itself, which I wanted to have a listen to now. So talk to me about the, the Nonna to Nana cookbook uh, and, and again, sort of yeah. how valuable that, that food has been in your journey. Yeah, sure. So I grew up around a household where mum and dad really valued coming around the dinner table at least five times a week. And it was a time where dad would turn off the TV and it would, it, it was a time where we all connected as a family. And starting a business really challenged, I guess, those day-to-day rituals for me. And I really compromised um, on, on those special times. So I was working a lot, crazy hours, coming home late, not eating very well, and really missing that, that family time and coming around the dinner table. And one day, my beautiful intern, Emma, came in with this cookbook called Nonna to Nana. She said, oh, Jods, mum bought me this for my birthday. Check this out. We should do a marketing campaign called Have You Called Your Nana? And I said, oh, what a great idea. But I actually haven't spoken to my nan in six months because I've been too busy. And that's another thing in life is um, – we are more often than not a hamster in a wheel and always, uh, and I got caught in it and always just thinking we're too busy to properly connect and spend time with loved ones. And um, I said, what a great idea, but I haven't spoken to my nan in six months. And if we're going to launch a campaign, I can't be a hypocrite. I actually need to call my nan. So I picked up the phone and I called nan and I said, nan, I'm so sorry. I haven't seen you for six months. I've just been too busy and consumed in work. Um, And she said, it's all right, love. I said, come over for dinner on Monday night and I'll make you dinner. Now, when I got to Monday, it was 5 p.m. And Emma's like, leave the office, Jordan. And I was like, oh, I've got these emails. I've got to do this. And I was still resenting the fact that I'd committed to dinner with my nan. But anyway, left the office, got back home. And nan was there with her Oyster Bay champagne, super excited to see me. And um, I just whipped up a simple, delicious meal, put it on the table And before I sat down, I said to my little sister, tonight, Nanny's the hero, and we're just going to pretend she's a stranger and ask her questions and questions and get to know her as if we don't. And that's another thing that I noted was with our loved ones, we we assume that we know everything about them. But that night, I discovered so many new things about my Nan that I'd never known before simply by being present and asking her questions and putting my phone down and being with her and enjoying a meal. Anyway, two weeks went by and I 
was going to America to actually visit Chobani over in New York. And I got off the plane, turned my phone on, and um, my grandma had passed away from a sudden heart attack. And as much as it was really sad in that moment, it was a real shift on a personal note and a business note for me. Because if it wasn't for Emma coming in with that cookbook, I don't think I would have properly stopped and connected with my nan. And um, it's funny that you asked me about the name of Mingle, but I think that the Mingle, the name picked me. And as much as we're out to, you know, sell natural quality products, Mingle's mission is also greater than just selling seasonings. It's really about getting people reconnected to cooking and connecting and every day not seeing it as a chore, but really seeing it as an opportunity like I did that night with my nan. As I said at the outset of that introduction, that really is my favourite story that people have shared with me and I really want to put an explanation point on that message of the importance of family and friends. And Obviously, Jordan's talking about the use of food to reconnect with family and friends. But the final clip that I'm linking to comes from Shane Brook, and he's a very successful forklift salesman who works remotely from his hometown on the south coast of New South Wales. I asked him to sum up his story around moving back to his hometown after many years away, and he gave a very personal response, which hopefully will have some resonance for yourself as well. I guess at the end of the day, when you when you leave home at 18, and you know, I probably only came home once a year in those 23 years, and you know, I missed nieces and nephews growing up, and you know, you you, you just I know I, I I just love my family and my friends, you know, I love this area, so you know, for me to come home and and to be you know walk around and or go around to dad's, I think I went around to dad's every day for the first six months when I was home, mm. um, just because I could, you know, mum over for dinner every couple of nights, and 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 yeah, just family. Bring, getting getting home to family again, and, and obviously Tarn's here, so you know hooking up with Tarn and and um, and meeting her beautiful kids and and uh, end up marrying us. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's turned out to be a good story. So once again, I think a real lesson in listening to that personal story from Shane and maybe allowing yourself to take stock and think about how important family and friends are to you and make a commitment to spending some time with them as part of maintaining a strong work-life balance moving forward. So I hope you've enjoyed this latest episode of The Moments That Matter podcast series. Today it's been a real pleasure to share some of the personal stories that we've been fortunate enough to take on board as a part of this series and I look forward to joining you again soon where we can share some more honest and forthright conversations that will help to continue to promote the Moments That Matter philosophy. Mm-hmm.